0: Hi everyone, this is Vicki Barlow, Superintendent of Mount Brick Schools, and we're here for another series of our podcast, Teacher of the Year, and today we are going to talk with the Teacher of the Year from Crestline Elementary School, and we're really excited about that. You just heard a little whoo-hoo, and that came from our principal of Crestline Elementary School, Miss Christy Christian. And Christy, why don't you introduce your Teacher of the Year, tell us who she is, and just talk about um, her qualities for a while.
1: Well, it's interesting because it's an honor to introduce our Teacher of the Year on this podcast because she's probably, this is not her forte to talk about herself, but I think that's what makes her so special as a Teacher of the Year, um, and that's none other than Debbie Holder, We'll pause for applause, (laughs) but we're so excited that she's representing Crestline and she represents Crestline so well. One of two things we say at Crestline all the time is that we want to pay attention to and be intentional about the experiences that shape our members and who are our members. Our members are our teachers, our students and the families that we serve. And Debbie represents that membership so well. We also say we want to be career strong all day long. And that strong <laughs> stands for um, someone that it that S is for someone that serves. Also, they exemplify trustworthiness that uh, R stands for respect yourself and others o, own your actions and never give up. And that G is grow. When I think about service and growing. That's exactly how I would describe Debbie. She is given to service. Not only does she serve her students really well and really gets super involved in their lives and pulls out of them things. They'll even say it that they didn't know were there, especially as a first grade teacher. But she also does the same things for those families. She helps educate those families to help them and guide them along. um, and, and we're used to that kind of work from her. Teachers write, parents write to us, even though they can't name names. You know, that game we play, where we say, do not tell us a name when you're requesting a teacher. <laughs> we'll just talk about personality. But they request to be in Debbie's room because they realize she's going to hold kids accountable, but she's also going to be there for them like a mom. And it just makes a difference. And she's been teaching for over 20 years, for those of you that did not know. Debbie would tell you this is her second life because she started her first day of teaching when she was forty-six years old, which is amazing. Hey, um, don't say that.
0: Well, it's not that. It's just that I'm going to interview her, and you're. Oh, sorry. Well she (laughs) okay? So let me
1: let her talk. Okay, so that's it. That's (laughs) what I say. Okay, she taught twenty years. She's only spent nine years in um, Mountain Brook, and we've been fortunate to have her. But I just have to say, for Crestline though. She represents and exemplifies Crestline really well. She's somebody you can build a school around. So, wow. constantly growing, ever serving. Okay. Your <laughs> turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: Well, Debbie, congratulations on Teacher of the Year. How's okay. that make you feel?
2: Uh, it was an amazing honor to when I heard um, when Ms. Christian had me come in with my team and had all of first grade in there. It was such a super surprise and such an honor because. I, I just feel like I teach with such professionals mm-hmm. and to be recognized by them, um, you know, just was so affirming yeah. and um, um, just kind of thrilled me yeah. to no end just to um, have that surprise happen. Uh, totally unexpected. Um, and my kids were so joyful um, when they found out. <laughs> Isn't that and great? Yes, they were thrilled, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just uh, a super surprise, but mm-hmm. quite an honor for me.
0: Well, it says something about you that you mentioned how other people responded when mm-hmm. you found out. And uh, I find that so amazing that really the the effect of winning an award or something... Is when you look at other people and you see it brings them joy, then mm-hmm. it brings you joy. Mm-hmm. And uh that's a that's a beautiful thing. Yes. So, yes. And you're right about Crestline. I mean you got just so many great teachers, great teachers there. And the fact that you were nominated I tell people when they're nominated for something, I was like, that is quite the accomplishment, but you uh you won the award, so uh that's a big deal.
2: Mm-hmm. And I I, I just felt it with, like, even um, I remember when I, the day I found out, I went into the cafeteria to go get (laughs) ice for something we were doing, and the ladies all ran up and were hugging me, and it was just so kind, and, um, you know, they were just joyful, too, about um, me winning, and I was, you know, it just...
1: It speaks so much to Debbie because when we went to tell her, I love what you just said, Dr. Barlow, just to be nominated really is a big deal. And it's fully nominated by our staff. So they make the nominations and then we look to see who's kind of shown at the top and we send it back out and then they finalize everything. But what's interesting is when we went to tell Debbie, she said, are you sure? Like, we're sure. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: We've made mistakes before, but we're not going to make <laughs> yeah, that one. not going to go in All the right. wrong room. Well, right. that's
2: like Christy and I were having a conversation um, earlier mm-hmm. today, and I was like, you know, the thing about this job, it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. job, and the impact that mm-hmm. I can have on their little lives. Um, you know, first grade, it's not only academic. It's like your social-emotional development. So mm-hmm. much of it happens, and they come in small and young Mm -hmm. and they leave me so much Mm -hmm. more self-sufficient more you know they're better problem solvers Mm -hmm. and they can practically run my classroom so there's so much um that takes place in that year yeah but um the hardest part is I never walk out feeling like I have done everything that I wanted to do today like I you know you're looking at all of your children across the board and you're just like there's you always feel like there's a little bit more. There's yeah. a little bit more I could have done today. And, you know, sometimes that feels frustrating in uh-huh. that, like, did I meet everybody's needs with 16 mm-hmm. children? Mm-hmm. Um, could I be everything they needed me to be today Yeah. Um, to, to help them grow and maximize their potential, you know, and become those little global citizens mm-hmm. that they need to be? But, um...
0: Yeah, so... Let me jump in here and because Christy said something that was really interesting to me, and I want you to kind of make it come to life here. But she mentioned that you pull st- stuff out of students that they didn't even know they had. So talk to me about that. What's she mean by that?
2: Um, I guess what she means is like in first grade, mm-hmm. like I was saying, um, it, it just light bulbs just go off. All the time um, for them and at different rates and um, just that time whether it's one-on-one in a whole group um, I I always feel like I'm a pre-teacher like I pre-teach even when I'm not teaching like Mm -hmm. I'm teaching the next thing but Mm -hmm. you just don't know I'm teaching it yet and so Mm -hmm. when we get to the thing you kind of already know the thing but you don't really know that you know Mm -hmm. it because we've been doing it all along and so I love that aspect of what I've taught long enough to where, like, I know my standards and where they have to get to. And so it's sort of a challenge for me to kind of do that piece, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: prepare them for what's going to come and not just what today's lesson is. Yeah. So to keep pulling things in to help them be prepared. so. It's not as much of a shock to the mm-hmm. system when we go to, like, place value and adding 10 or taking 10 away. Like, we've just been prepping for that all along. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, um, I don't know. I think it's the mystery of first grade mm-hmm. is how far they come. Huh. It's a day-by-day. Day. It's sort of a little grind because we're very repetitive. We do the same things all the time. You know, we're not super fancy. <laughs> we are, you know, we're doing our thing. Yeah. And, you um, but the results show mm-hmm. and so in that uh, repetition that we do and how we're in those small groups and and how like right now is such a lovely part of the year because we just finished mid year testing and all of a sudden three or four of them are like right where they need to be mm-hmm. you know they've yeah. made it and we were worried mm-hmm. but now they've made it and mm-hmm. so and then we just keep plugging along and then by the end of the year You know we're just ready for second
1: grade Uh she lets them she also clues the students in on that process where she lets them know what we're working toward in some of those small groups and those individual sessions that she'll do with students so they kind of own the goal as well even though they're like six and seven she teaches them to kind of own that goal and and i've watched her with kids in reading where they didn't have the confidence and so a lot of times, not even myself or Josh or Catherine, but also her colleagues on her grade level say that about her. She'll mm-hmm. pull things out of kids that they just didn't know that was there. And so mm-hmm. it's amazing the confidence that grows from some of those students.
0: That's great. So let's go back a few years and, um, and let's talk about, first of all, where, where did you go to college? Well, where'd you grow up?
2: actually grew up in Birmingham oh, a long really? time ago. Um, I attended Shades Valley High School, uh-huh. um, lived south of town. But um, with new school systems coming in, there was no one left to go to Shades Valley. So we grew up, <laughs> like, out um, – <laughs> Out like the Altadena area, that behind yeah. the of colonnade. And there was like nothing there. I think Cobb Heights existed, but nothing was out that way when right. my dad built that house. And so we drove all the way into the foot of Red Mountain to go to high school. Right. And then I went to the University of Alabama and graduated with um, a degree in um, clothing textiles and interior design. Oh, It really? was the School of Home Economics, mm-hmm. and I got a job with Parisian, who's um uh, yeah. Birmingham department store. And Love so, Parisians. yes, Belk
1: is not Parisian. You're just somebody special. Hey, hey, hey at careful! I'm this goes sorry. out on I the I mean, air. okay, sorry. <laughs> They're good. That's just yeah. not Parisian. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <And> so
2: <laughs> I went into their, um, you know. Out of college training program, I did an internship. They hired me, and then um, I became a buyer for them, huh. and uh, worked for them until I had my first child, and then um, mm-hmm. I traveled every month to somewhere to mm-hmm. like New York, except July and January, and um, I was out of town a lot. And so, um, once I got pregnant, I decided that I would stop traveling, and decided the decision was made to stay home, and um, the crazy thing is that my husband and I, we ended up living in Gulf Shores, mm-hmm. um, which is where I became a teacher, but um, we um, redid a house in Crestline. Really? Oh, really? And so had we stayed in Birmingham, I would have lived on Mountain Avenue and my kids would have gone to Crestline. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, while, when Mary Catherine was two years old, um, we moved to Gulf Shores And lived there, and we had a condo. My husband wanted to go to the beach for a year, and we ended up staying for like um, (laughs) twenty (laughs) six. So um, (laughs) while we were there, I stayed home and um, got really involved locally in our church. I was um, moving to a small town; it's quite different than a big city Mm -hmm. because when you want something done. you know, everybody says, that's a great idea. Go for it. And I'm like, what, me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I was like children's director at my church and just did things like that and really got into working with children Uh and decided I was like PTO volunteer of the year, um, you know, very active at the local elementary school. And then I started subbing. And all my friends, um, closest friends that were around my age were teachers at the the elementary school. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I watched them and I worked at the school and um, the principal said to me, if you like this, you really ought to think about it. Well, I was about 43 years old at the time and went back to the University of South Alabama. He talked me into it. Yeah. And I did an alternative master's program there. It took me three years to get through it and, um, you know, having a family and mm-hmm. all of that. But I told Christy it's an amazing thing how that actually took place in my life. And I became a teacher at Orange Beach Elementary School and I taught second grade for 11 years. Wow. Orange Beach, Dr. Barlow.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's nice.
2: It's a great place. They and have their own the school beach. system now.
0: Yes, they do. So, really? Yeah, yeah, they just started last year, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of good people down there.
0: Yes. Yeah. But back to Mountain Brook. Yeah, I know. I was just saying, (laughs) is that the beach?
2: Yeah. I get that question a lot. The beach? What are you doing in Birmingham? You know, such is life. And I ended up back where I started. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a great story. Full circle. Truly.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. we've we've interviewed a lot of people, and a lot of our teachers are just like you. And they started, and we have teachers who have been doctors before, who are attorney Mm Mm-hmm. Um, our teacher of the year at uh, the high school, Brian Rosenstiel, is—you um, know—he was a, an attorney and mm-hmm. decided he wanted mm-hmm. to go into teaching. And so, um, and some of those people make the best teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of figure out that hey, this is really what I want to do. I mm-hmm. want to serve. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that, that's a great story. All right. So, t- so you've been teaching for how many years now?
2: This is my twentieth.
0: Your twentieth year. So you
2: can do the math. Okay. Love <laughs> <laughs> it.
0: Well, you would think I could do that <laughs> no so um so what is it about teaching that you love that kept you in it for twenty years?
2: Well, I think mainly just the reward of of the year, like I was saying, um the children are um, you know I've always taught younger children first grade and second grade, mm-hmm. and they are um just a, just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I really connect well with younger children, um, and it's it's just fun to be with them. I look forward to going to work every day. I enjoy having my own little world. Uh-huh. Um, I love where you know Crestline has been just such a great place for me. Um, one of the things that I enjoy is like. Um, not being micromanaged within my classroom, I think. I I have freedom to, like, teach those standards Mm -hmm. um, to the best of my ability, to, like, um, work with a very sharp team, you know, Mm -hmm. to create lessons. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've just encountered amazing people, I think, all along the way. So it's never wherever I've been blessed to be. It's just – it it's been work Mm -hmm. but it's never really seemed like work it's Mm -hmm. um some you know of course sometimes are more packed full of like requirements and things i need to get to and do you know assessments you need to do but but i love seeing them grow Mm -hmm. and the the data just gives me the ability to see that Mm -hmm. in concrete numbers and um but yeah they're just so much fun it's unexpected a lot of what they do and say and um They're just, you know, I just enjoy them. Yeah,
0: that's great. Now, Christy, I know it's been hard for you to just listen other people talk. So, (laughs) I'm gonna give you the opportunity. Why don't you tell us the story about when you became principal and the first call that you received? So,
1: what's interesting is I remember um, meeting the faculty for the first time, and then I had to go back to my faculty, and then that was then the summer happened, and the first person that reached out to me was Debbie. And she said, hey, I just want to wondered if you wouldn't mind having coffee and just kind of talk. I'd love to get to know you, kind of tell you my story and hear your story. And I was thinking, okay, I'd love to tell you my story and hear from (laughs) your story. I just thought it was really um, it just said a lot about her personality and her character. And so we agreed and we met at Magic Muffin over by um, off, I think, Overton Road. And Mm -hmm. so we met and we sat out there. Outside, It was a nice day. It was warm. And we what I thought was going to be about 20 minutes, 30 minutes with coffee ended up being two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. By the time I got through talking to Debbie, I felt like I'd known her for a very long time. And I think it was like vice versa. Some of the things that she just spoke really well, like when she talked about, I work in a school that I feel like I work, we work really hard and we serve really hard, but it doesn't feel like work. Like I love that phrase that she used a minute ago but I feel like that was that was cultivated by leadership and colleagues that were there even prior to me so it kind of gave me the landscape or the the outlook of the land for me to know what it's like to be at Crestline so that work of like Laurie King and colleagues that she worked with on first grade level Um, it's just amazing and so Mm. she talked to me about that and then she talked to me about people that I also knew like Donna Breland who kind of spoke to her and encouraged her when she was at the beach and then came here to teach and we had those colleagues in in common but then she also helped just kind of give me advice on what helps a person grow and what people are looking for with a leader Mm -hmm. and that meant a lot so I enjoyed talking to her we just right we just joked that we need to do another coffee talk
0: so. <laughs> well you do well i'm having coffee right now so we could yeah. kind of we could count consider, this one. Yeah. yeah yeah well look debbie i just want to take a moment to say thank you for what you've done for the mountain brook community and the way that you care for these kids or young people mm-hmm. and students and how you love them um it just is it is not an easy job. I know it doesn't feel like a job for you, but for a lot of people out there it's it's tough to corral, you know, 15, 16, 17 first graders and trying to keep them on the standards and on task and you do such a great job with that. Covered in love. And mm-hmm. that's uh what pe- when people speak about you, that's what they talk about. So congratulations and being an honor for teacher of the year. And so uh like we usually do. Again, I say this every podcast. William taught me that I'm going to give you the last statement, so you can talk to anybody you want to, and then when you get through, we'll be through with this podcast. But again, just on behalf of all the people um, in Mountain Brook, including Crestline, congratulations and thank you.
2: Well, thank you. I am very grateful and um, it's such an honor to my team and my colleagues, um, my Crestline family, um, all my parents. You know, it's, it's just such a privilege every day to um, serve this community and, and to work with such um, outstanding teachers. You know, you always hear that iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And I have always felt like um, I've been surrounded by people that help me Um, hone my craft to be the best that I can be and I think that's part of what adds to it not feeling like work it just feels like it is a challenge but everybody's working toward the same goal and um they're all just being the best and growing the best they can and um you know to my family I would just I'm grateful for the support I have uh, a son and a daughter that are now um 34 and 32 and (laughs) throughout their lives they have supported their teacher mom one way or the Mm. other you know um becoming a teacher at my age made school make sense to me as a parent and um you know I carry that to my parents Mm. you know um because a lot of it didn't make that much sense when they were coming along. I didn't understand why the desks weren't in rows anymore, why they got to be little um, groups or pods. And you know, so much made sense. So um, I'm grateful to my parents, uh, my Crestline parents that support me so well. And um, I just love my kids.